The growing calls across the nation to defund the police. To end policing as we know it. Off the charts violence in New York City. 11 people shot in just eight hours on Sunday. This is Sunday. about the police officers, officers who every single day put on that uniform and they run towards danger when we run away from it. Oh, guns up, giddy up, and welcome to Failure to Stop. This is our breakdown episode. We are the number one show where where police meet society and culture. Let me start that over. Let me start that over since I accidentally muted my mic. It's a new microphone, but welcome to the Failure to Stop podcast, the number one show where police meet society and culture. If you're tuning in for the first time, this is our Friday breakdown. We do four shows a week here on the Failure to Stop channel. Every Monday is Mike the Cop and he, Big Daddy Dave, bringing you all the delicious police news from the underground. Every Tuesday night is the beautiful and audacious Andrea Uplate, bringing you all the gruesome mayhem and murder that comes with true crime every thursday is eric tanzi myself bringing you all the other news so that you don't sound like an asshole first responder to your civilian friends at the weekend barbecue i give you something else to talk about other than dead babies and domestic violence and then friday's our case breakdown with myself uh and a new staple to the show somebody who's really become a regular and will forever remain a regular as mike is constantly in and out and on um uh, work workations as i call them he's always doing work with uh especially now that his business is growing exponentially uh the 10-7 project uh he is just on the road right now i think he is uh, he's actually in the old carolina day norte is working on a project that i was supposed to be working on with him but i passed the buck to a couple other police officers because i didn't want to get a haircut it was a, a training video a statewide training video that they're working on for law enforcement and i was like no i don't want to be a part of that because i don't want to cut these luscious locks but let me introduce to you really quick i got the one the only true breezy great to be here uh, I think uh, I, I missed out on the guns up, giddy up. Like I thought I was going to say giddy up. You neglected me, but that's fine. Let me be perfectly got, honest with you, Drew. I haven't be perfectly that. honest with you. I yeah. forgot to start the recording on Audacity. Yeah. It was a last second thing. I went to go do it. Uh, the prompt to start the show came on and I was still balls deep in Audacity. So I just winged it. I winged that whole first two minutes. That was so obviously underpaid producers fault uh okay which, which I, <laughs> I guess I, I guess i'll take the blame so we just and, put it all on him all the time that's fine right. and you I, know why I, my jock itches why because underpaid producer forgot Oof. to tell me to wash myself the other night who is yeah I, sorry i, I missed my this. regularly set alarm to tell eric to clean his body right and then Next. also to unmute his mic as, as well yeah uh, I'm, a i'm a mess today guys <laughs> It's yeah. all your fault. Your it's all your fault that we got in here. <laughs> it's super late. But anyway, thank you guys. Today's show is brought to you by ghostbed.com where you can get those Black Friday sales starting. Now I think head over to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack uh, and get you sleep so good it's scary. Ooh. What do you think about that, boys? USA. You <laughs> <laughs> that's later. Oh, uh, that's later, young Padawan. I can't get it right. You'll never get it right. I mean, uh, what is the day today? It 18th? is November 18th. Oh, 
Cool. Well, yeah, head over to ghostbed.com forward slash Wolfpack and uh, iTarget. Go over to iTarget. Perfect Christmas gift. That an ammo seek. If you're buying ammo for your family, if you want to, if you got a shooter in the family and you're not already part of the U.S. Concealed Carry Association, head on over to the U.S. Carry Concealed Association. If your husband is an operator, a hiker, an active dude, or your wife, head over to Undertack. Get them some underwear. These are all companies that support us and therefore they support uh, uh, law enforcement. Of course, we're always with Manscaped. Uh, ammo seek i target support those who support us and then another one one more special uh ad shout out real quick before we dive into today's topic of conversation which is going to be kind of in three parts one we have the um the los angeles sheriff recruits who were struck um uh by a crazy person and then we also have all the stuff on the waukesha parade massacre what we know now now that the trial is over uh, what came out in the trial what we can learn from that uh, and, and we'll kind of revisit exactly what happened at Waukesha in case those of you who forgot. We'll also kind of debate the third part of that is, is kind of debate what we think about that sentence, if we think it's fair, if we think he got off a little too easy. We've got a lot of things to talk about today. But for right now, go over to Rip Pack, RipPack.com. Use that promo code WOLFPACK. My kids are down in the Rip Pack this morning because we got a skate contest to go to after today's show. Uh, Rip Pack is a self-sustaining toothbrushing system you don't have to have a toothbrush you don't have to have toothpaste you crack open a rip pack you pour it in your mouth it explodes like pop rocks you swish it around it was invented by a military man because he was tired of deploying and having to carry around a toothbrush and toothpaste that explodes and then having to have water and then not being able to spit onto the ground uh with rip pack you can swallow it if you must you can also spit it out you don't need water you don't need a toothbrush you can still keep those pearly whites for right now for the wolf pack only 1,000 packets are made with a our branded package only. It's a cool, unique little branding package. I think it's like $9.99 after you use the promo code, after you get that 15% off, something like that. There are 8,000 of these. That's 1,000 amazing stocking gifts, stocking stuffers for your first responder, your hiker, your traveler, your kids, your baseball guys, all the things. So ghostbed.com uh, and also Ripack. Thank you guys so much. Just your people with bad dental hygiene. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, he's trying to actually get Ripack in all the MREs. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So you crack open an MRE and you can eat your MRE and then uh, and then you can you can brush your teeth that way when you're killing Terry Taliban. You're not knocking them dead with that American breath. Tangos. Tango. <laughs> I remember I remember when we used to call him that. Uh, Tango's uh, in the wire. Has yeah. this ever been discussed? The oh. <laughs> right now we need everybody to go to our Instagrams. If you haven't left us a review and a rating, fuck you. Uh, we've gotten some delicious ratings and reviews, and we'd like to see yours. Don't be a fuck boy. Go and leave a rating and review. This is free content that you're not paying for. Least you could do is hammer the like button, hit the subscribe button, and then go over to iTunes or Spotify, leave a little rating and review. Then go over to Instagram or Facebook and follow us and give us a picture with this. With this, if you're not watching YouTube, log on to the YouTube. This is it. This is the call of the wolf pack. I want to see as many pictures of the wolf pack doing this dumb thing right here. It's like our gang symbol. Uh, I want to see it. I want to plaster the interwebs. I want I want some woke asshole to say that this is a sign for some kind of like supremacy or some kind of anti-Semites or anti-Asian. I don't know. But anytime something cool starts to happen, like the AOK symbol, they make it like overt, like some kind of like racist symbol. I want our symbol to be so badass and so awesome 
that they just have to destroy it, just like they destroyed Sheriff Villanueva over in Los Angeles. That I think is in part why we have somebody driving a car through 25 recruits. Anytime, uh, I, I'm not even going to say the left because I don't, I don't mind if you're left or you're right. I understand that you got to vote for what's important to you. But what I do have a problem is with extremist right and extremist left. And I do feel like the extremist left uh, has done a, a lot of damage to the man that they voted in. He was a Democrat, but he said just a few things that he said that he agreed with Trump on, and they have done nothing but try to crucify him and get him out of office. And they have literally, uh, I mean, they went on a witch hunt with this guy forever until he got impeached. He's on his way out. Uh, I guess, is it impeached? Is that what they call it when you're a sheriff? Yeah, I I didn't realize he was impeached. Uh, I mean, I don't know. He was recalled. Was he? Yes. Yeah, by like 20 points. But, I mean, they've been hammering him forever. I mean, for every anything that he does or anything that goes wrong in Los Angeles, which, you know, the voters have been have, have made a mess of Los Angeles. They've made a mess out of San Francisco uh, for, for many, 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 many years. And this guy came in, and he was anti-crime. Oh, man. And actually, I read one article that they were tired of his, quote, strong-on-crime approach. <laughs> and so they went after Villanueva. Um, they went after him hard. He went after some corruption and guess what they did? They flipped it on him. The DA didn't sign off on it and, uh, they flipped it over to that. He was corrupt opening a case. That he had no business thing. We'll get into all that here shortly. Um, but subsequently, uh, crime is at an, you know, at an all time high in Los Angeles. And, uh, well, I think it was probably a little bit worse in the seventies, but it's pretty bad right now too. Um, but it has led to complete anarchy and a complete hatred and disdain for police, which is what the radical left be careful. Just listen to me here. I shit on the radical right all the time. Let me shit on the radical left as well. Um, but you know, this is something, this is a product of the radical left and, and it's left, you know, 25 recruits pretty injured and shaken and, and the entire town shaken. I, I think it's a disgusting thing, which is crazy that this happened. Cause we'd already planned to talk about the whole Waukesha massacre and the parade we're going to revisit it shortly and then talk about kind of what happened there and i also want to briefly talk about with you drew is is maybe some of the fairness and the unfairness that we're seeing in some of these cases and how uh pro police if you will act versus people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about act and i think it's very evident in both of these cases and i have a lot of evidence that i'd like to bring to our fans to show you exactly how you should act and why you should act this way and uh, I think there's there's lessons to be learned from both these cases. So lots of good stuff today. Before we dive into all of that, Drew Breezy, how are you? What's going on? I know that you and JB, Jonathan Bates, difficult to look at pictures, who is did all the art for the book that will be coming out very, very soon. Or it's not coming out soon, but there's huge breaking news coming very soon on that. I'm gonna call Jonathan Bates JB for now on for the rest of the life. I think uh, so. What do you guys have working on? You guys both came to failure to stop. Uh, as fans first. Yes. And you've kind of weaseled your way into a sitting position at the helm. Most and now you're making command decisions. Tell us what you guys got in the works real quick before we dive into this today. Well, as King Weasel, uh, I don't, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to say and what not to say. We discussed, I, uh, you and I discussed a few things. And, and one of the things that we discussed was maybe the, the possibility of a new addition to the failure to stop chain of uh shows podcasts vodcasts as we're sometimes called now 
uh, because there's a video element to this. Stop trying to make vodcast happen. It's not going to happen. It's like fetch. It's not going to happen. It's not going to take off. Okay. Stop we'll using vodcast. We'll it's not going to fucking happen. It's not a thing. Okay. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I said, uh, you know, I really want to get this uh, Jonathan Bates, John, JB, Jables. I really want to get him involved in this because he's not just a creative soul that, you know, the creativity flows from the right side of his brain out, out to the paper and the shadings and the, and the draw, drawings. <laughs> he is, uh, he's actually a very funny individual. So, like, when you read his captions, you, you see here uh, live in the chats – uh, what a uh, what a what a funny soul he is, and um, I, I have the uh, honor of being in a group chat with him now, uh, so I get to see an even funnier side. It's just a little more annoying because it goes off constantly. Uh, but and I know you have an opinion about group chats. I don't like them like you do. So uh, I'm enjoying no, I, it. I'm enjoying I, it for now. I am enjoying the group chats, to be honest with you, but. Uh, so Jonathan being a dispatcher and, and as we know from a few episodes back, I, I started my career as a dispatcher and ended my career kind of running a communication center. I thought it'd be kind of fun and campy to, to do maybe a, a live calling show if there's some way that we could make that happen. And uh, we, we would just kind of call it the comm center with Drew Breezy and we would have uh real live interactions between myself and people calling in uh, and JB feeding me information. I, I don't want to make him a sidekick because as J as Jables and I already discussed, it, it's bad enough in this world that the dispatchers get pushed down constantly, uh, that they take the, the uh, passenger seat if they are allowed in the front of the vehicle. I can so, see how the show is going to play out. It's going to be like a little ring, ring. Hello, this is Com Center with Drew Breezy. Hey, man, this is Last Row Lopez. I'm just calling in from uh, Austin, Texas. I want to tell you that paintballing is the coolest fucking thing on the whole planet, second only to Airsoft. Just got a new Airsoft kit, and I just thought it'd be really cool. This has nothing to do with crime or crime-related issues. I just wanted you and JB as a first-time caller, long-time listener, I wanted y'all to know uh, paintballing is the fucking coolest. I'm sorry. What you were muted for most of that. Could you say that again? Uh, so I, I have a very similar red phone that we should probably, we could communicate like we can make that a hotline. Uh, but at any rate, it's, it's just basically going to be um, two guys riffing. And, and I, I can tell you this, there are probably aren't uh, too many professions in the world where you have to speak uh, or communicate on your feet, especially when people are on the phone anonymously taking pot shots at you. Um, so, uh, you know, so we, you have to kind of speak eloquently and you, you have to have a point much like I'm not doing right now, but uh, that's the whole point of the show. The comm center with Drew Breezy is probably going to be um, up and running in January is our hope and our goal. We just have to work some logistics out. I'm very proud to be to have JB as a part of this. I really don't want to say his name because Jonathan Bates is a recognizable name uh, that people could probably track down. And I don't want that to happen. I want to refer to him as JB. So we have that kind of worked out and um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I really, I kind of can't wait. 
I cannot wait to hear what you and Jay Bizzle have to say Thursday night. I think the coolest thing about that show is it's, again, something else I don't have to do. Uh, so I get to sit back and I actually get to listen just like I do on Off the Cuff. Um, so anytime that there is a show that's on the channel that's bringing me some kind of a revenue stream and I don't have to do shit, I'm 100% in on that. Elijah, are you in the? Uh, are you still in I'm the studio? Here. You are here. Uh, do we have any reviews? Do we download any? Do we get any? Uh, we had one that I could put up there, but I wanted to wait till we had to. to oh. <laughs> uh, you guys got a few minutes. Go over there and leave another one. I actually read some review that somebody left on Spotify, which I still haven't figured out how to do. But it said, take a shot every time Andrea says, um. And I went back to her last episode and she didn't really say um a lot. So... She doesn't say um a lot. I don't think so. I don't think that would be a very fun game. I, I think you would be sober. Maybe the guy is sober. Yeah, right. Maybe he just he doesn't want anyone to take a shot. <laughs> doesn't want anybody to be drunk. I got the review pulled up. If you want. All right. This is coming from Brady B. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Five stars. Favorite podcast. Goo goo. Which stands for guns up, giddy up. If you want to listen to a hilarious yet very informative podcast, this is for you. From Tansy's hilarious ad reads to Mike attempting to howl at the wolf bag. This podcast has it all. Highly recommend. Keep up the gray work, guys. I love what you're doing. Drew, Devil horns. Drew Thank you so much. The, the Brady B. Comment. It was so funny. What's that? Drew, like trying to get underneath the comment. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, we are a live show, folks. We are a live show. Therefore, we do entertain the live chats. So every once in a while, as we're going through this breakdown, we will uh, we will take a look at the live chats uh, like Salamander 2.0 saying, take a shot every time she rolls her eyes at Tansy. We'd all be wasted. I'll actually be seeing Andrea up late. I'm sure a little bit this weekend. We'll be down in her neck of the woods. Um, and so I, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll get a picture with her of, of some sort or, uh, I'll be blessed with her presence or something like that. But, uh, Ooh, presents. Um, yeah, we're actually going down there. She wanted me to stay at her house nor we normally do when we go down there, but I've got a whole Grom squad with me. So I didn't want to fucking ransack her house with more than just my kids. And plus, I wanted to get a hotel right next to the skate park so we can get the most amount of time of practice in since they do have lights. I don't want to be piling into her house late at night with a bunch of boys, which have to get up very early. Um, and those boys stink after skateboarding. So I'd rather just skate all night, head to the hotel, eat pizza, crash in the stinkiness, wake up in the stinkiness, go skate some more of the contest. So that's enough of that bullshit. Let's hey, get no. into today. Oh, go ahead. No, hold on. I mean, like... It- my, my new friend and my new partner, Eric Tanzi, is working on a book. It's called Pig Latin. I can't wait for it to come out. But he is very humble when it comes to his side work such as that. Uh, that's how we were introduced to Jonathan Bates, by the way. It's the world of books that opens up your imagination and your it opens up the world to new friends. However, if you're not following Tanzi fam on Instagram, <laughs> his, uh, his children, who he is you know, engaged in some type of labor uh, of, of skateboarding, uh, you are missing out on Ollie's 720s and Shugu. And I, I, I really think it's worth a follow because they are probably, uh, I, I've met them in person. The, the, the Tansy fam, the young Tansy children are uh, quite characters. They are, they're great characters. And 
they don't just settle for the mac and cheese or the chicken fingers because they have good parents. Okay? Yeah, thank you. Up to other menu items. I'll tell you what, we did the last call whole parenting episode because a lot of people do follow Tansy Fam and, and, and it was probably the most requested thing was that I do a parenting episode, which is always funny to me. It was a fun it was a fun episode, but uh, dude, I'll tell you what, like that, that Shugu video that you brought up, I couldn't be more proud. That was something he wanted to do. He saw another little boy called JB2, um, who is this, uh, a sponsored surfer, snowboarder. That's about the same age. I think he's on like some kind of Olympic trials kind of thing, and they're traveling all around, and, and, and he just has a lot of sponsors. And the kid reaches out to my kids. Uh, he, he's friends with them. And so they're really stoked about that. And JB two made a, how to wax your surfboard video. And my son was like, I want to do a shoe goo video. And, uh, dude, that was one take last night. <laughs> it was awesome. one take. And, and, uh, I told him, I said, I don't know how entertaining this is going to be, but if you want to make a video, you know, I love his videos. He always does such a, a fantastic, he, he's nine years old. So, you know, you take what you can get, but man, I, I was very impressed by, uh, you know, by that video. And I, I appreciate you giving him the shout out. Uh, and, I, and all I can say is I hope I raise my kids better than the parents who raised this 22 year old asshole uh, who drove his fucking car through a number of police recruits who are taking a job. This is uh, this news came to us uh, last uh, on Thursday. Um, the new news is, is just came out. But uh, Nicholas Joseph Gutierrez, 22, was released from jail. According to police works records that indicate that the initial complaint was insufficient to hold him following the incident at Whittier, uh, and, and Whittier, uh, which, which is just outside of Los Angeles. Yet authorities have developed probable cause to believe it was intentional. Sheriff Alex Villanueva, Villanueva, who I was talking about earlier, told News Nation prior to Gutierrez's release on Thursday that adding that he expects the case to be presented to the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office on Friday. Investigators undertook an exhaustive interview process, reviewed video surveillance, physical evidence, and statements from the recruits. Uh, and Gutierrez. Gutierrez was released from custody at 9.49 p.m. on Thursday night. Uh, jail records show and the sheriff's department insisted that it had not made a mistake in freeing him. And here's where I told you the, the, the war on law enforcement happens. We saw this with Kyle Rittenhouse. We saw this with Derek Chauvin. We saw this with George Floyd. This is no shocker. And it happens across the board with anybody and everybody. It doesn't matter if you're left wing or right wing. It doesn't matter if you're black or white or Asian or Hispanic. Sometimes you get detained and then you get let go until there is probable cause found. And you only have so many hours. Every department kind of does things differently. But let's just say eight hours. They're going to hold you for eight hours and they don't have enough information that says you did this deliberately and you have lawyered up. They're probably going to let you go home until they finish interviewing other people they bring you back in there that way that nobody's civil rights are violated that way this court case can't get thrown out for some kind of misconduct or anything like that everybody is very very careful and they did this with Derek chauvin and what did everybody do they burnt the fucking house down why are they letting Derek chauvin the murderer of george floyd why are they letting him out of jail uh in only a matter of hours why is kyle rittenhouse being let out of jail only in a couple of hours why, 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 why? They do this with every case. Here's a young man who deliberately ran over 25 police officers and they let him out hours early because that's what they do. This is how the system works to make sure that it's fair and to make sure that nothing is going to get thrown out because of some kind of missed 
dotted I or cross T uh, or, or things of that. But because there is such a war on this Villanueva who is pro-police, who is a Democrat and elected by Democrats, uh, every little thing that this guy does, they try to make it look like it's uh, the wrong thing to do. Gutierrez is still considered a suspect, Mayor said. Investigators simply want more time to collect the evidence, present for charges. Police are required to present a case within 48 hours of the suspect's arrest, and they were not ready to do that with Gutierrez. So there you go, 48 hours. The 25 recruits from the multiple law enforcement agencies were injured Wednesday when a vehicle drove into the group. An incident Villanueva initially labeled a horrific incident. The characterization changed Thursday morning when the department announced Gutierrez's arrest on suspension on suspicion of attempted murder of peace officers. CNN has requested comment from Alexandria Kazarian, the attorney for Gutierrez. Um, but uh, they quote, I have no doubt that an in-depth investigation will confirm that Nicholas is a hardworking young man who holds no animosity towards law enforcement. And this was absolutely just a tragic incident. Um. The initial reports on this did say that it wasn't intentional. And that's because, you know, the first thing that they do was was do field sobriety. And there was no field sobriety. And, and he wasn't overtly claiming that he did it on, on purpose. So, of course, your initial accounts and, and he lawyers up are going to be that we don't we don't have any, you, you know, we, we can't say, well, we don't have any evidence right now, but we think this was intentional. No, because then that retards the case for a jury. What you would say was, at this time, we have no evidence to show that this was intentional. But the mainstream media will take those small things and they will uh, they will turn it all. You know, they will do. It. I'm very interested to see what happens in this case. I don't know why this young man did it. I'm not even going to speculate. I, I I will speculate loosely. And I say that this is pure speculation. I don't have any evidence at this time to back this up. And I'll, I'll, I'll go one step further. I won't speculate. But what I will say is there is a war on the police. There is a war against Sheriff Villanueva. And anything that this man does or says, and, and that's that's what the radical left and the radical right have done. And that's where we, we've come in politics. If we don't like something they said, we will come through everything and just throw things at a dartboard to make you appear that you're guilty. Well, maybe you sexually assaulted somebody 35 years ago, even though we don't have a victim, but we have somebody says that you think you did it to another girl. And we'll run with that as, as it's truth so that by the time the elections come for, everybody thinks that that's truth. Or we'll throw a dart at the board and say she was sleeping in her bed and the cops had a, a wrongful warrant and they came in. And we'll just throw these things out there to the media, which I call fake news. However, I feel like the radical left is never held accountable for their fake news. It's just kind of never. Oh. It's, it, it is, uh, it is he who gets to the microphone first because there's no retraction process. So, um, and if you'll notice law enforcement agencies can't, what are they supposed They can't really comment. I mean, Villanueva is giving updates because it's a very, you know, like it's a huge case. I mean, it's whether it's a manslaughter case or, or, you know, just an accident, or if, if it was intentional or whatever, he's got to give comment on it. But, but like you just referred to like Brianna or um, Derek Chauvin or all these other cases, like when the people who represent the other side get to the microphone first and they start telling their version of the story, it doesn't have to be true. The only thing that has to be true is what the police officers or the, the district attorneys or whatever swear to in the court 
of law. That's that's the only thing that really needs to be true. So when the word gets out that, you know, the, the I hate the word, but when the misinformation gets out uh, and, you know, 99% of the people that wanted to hear that version of it, just like Uvalde, like when, when people hear what they want to hear, that's it. There's no need to discuss it any further. Now, when corrections or stuff come out, only 50% of those people are hearing that and only 50% of the 50% are going to evaluate what's even said. You know, they're going to stick with what the original story is. So when you get somebody like Benjamin Crump, who just because somebody, just because of the color of somebody's skin and a color of an officer's skin can automatically assume that it's a racially motivated incident, he can get on any microphone on any camera in any universe and, and paint that picture because he doesn't have to correct himself. He never has to correct himself. The officers or the law enforcement agency have a couple of burdens. One being they have to tell the truth to, you know, we're bound to ethics, a code of ethics anyway. Um, and, you know, three, we're just, you're opening yourself up to liability when you start making statements on camera. Like that's going to be played in the civil suit that you're, you're going to, um, that you're going to have to answer to as a law enforcement agency. It's, it's like, you know, if stuff starts changing in, in the, the, um, not the narrative, but if, if the, fa- if the, if new light, if new light is shed on facts, then, you know, that's what you said two days ago is going to be used against you in that civil trial. So it's best. You know, just we took, I mean, you're hundred percent correct there. And I'd like to go back to your first point about who's getting the information. I've had people come into my distillery to have conversations with me who still think Brianna Taylor was asleep in her bed and it was a wrong word. So I, I mean, that is a hundred percent true what you're saying. Also, I'd like to, to talk about that. You have these officers in Louisville who we had uh, the awesome and incredible Ian Pitts on last episode talking about some of the Breonna Taylor stuff because he's a Louisville officer. But some of those officers that had thrown a slushie at homeless people were indicted on on civil rights uh, violations. But also they were uh, up on the on the chopping block for hate crimes. And and I've heard hate crime thrown out with the Derek Chauvin thing. I've heard hate crime go out with, with the Cal Rittenhouse thing. But when a man, a sovereign citizen... Um, who, 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 by the way, sovereign citizens are known to be terrorists. They are a verified terrorist organization. When a sovereign citizen drives through a Christmas parade, we don't speak at all over a hate crime. That, that story was buried so far. So, so fast <laughs> and so far. Because it happened to be a sovereign citizen that may or may not be kind of Muslim, kind of black, uh, which... You know, I, I think some of them are like, that's racist. You said kind of black. Well, I mean, I don't understand. It's like if, if I'm kind of Irish, like I don't go around and say I'm full Irish. You know, if I'm half white and half black, can't you choose if you're kind of white and kind of black? Or I mean, right? I don't know. I don't think it's racist. And I think at that point you get to kind of choose what you want to identify as. But uh, this character, I guess, identifies as a, as a, as a, as a black guy. And, uh, and I think, you know, do sovereign citizens consider themselves to be Muslims? I know some of them do, but I think it's just because they're too fucking stupid to understand what the ideology is behind their entire organization. No, I think that their whole spiel is that that uh, 
the sovereignty, the sovereignty of the United States or whatever jurisdiction they live in, that there is no jurisdiction. So like they're, they're, they're not, what they're saying is a human can't charge or a sovereignty can't charge a human being, somebody who roams the planet or like they have this all this whole different language, but I know. And now very sovereign serious. And I run to as like some different bullshit, flamboyant ideology and a lot of times they they're like brother muhammad and allah and you know and it's like are you are you muslim or are you you know like you know because if we're doing that then we're gonna fo- we're following a lot of laws like we're following a lot of laws so yeah. like it, uh, like if it's uh, moorish but see like here's the thing so james russell in the chat says i keep seeing moorish moorish and sovereign citizen go, go hand in hand because a lot of people say i'm a more i i am a uh sovereign citizen of the moorish temple or whatever i mean they always go hand in hand every sovereign citizen i've ever ran into considers himself to be moorish as well what if what if <laughs> i don't know if this has ever been tried you know you really can't mess with those sovereign citizens for a couple of reasons one they, they just file endless lawsuits and they file liens against your home and all this other stuff that's why the attorneys and judges are deathly afraid of of them i mean it's it's not necessarily a physical threat although they are you know in general i'm painting with a very broad stroke here kind of i had one take a lean out on me and he was arrested for it oh was he arrested for it yep in court why he why he came to court they they did we did our trial and then they rearrested him following the trial for following a false lean on on me why can't we be sovereign (laughs) like sovereign police officers like (laughs) No, 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 no. I, I am my own police force and I am, you know what I mean? But you can't, you just can't placate them. You can't like, you just got to really like blow off everything that they're saying and just keep going with what you're, what, 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 you know, what you're doing. I mean, most of the time they talk about like, no, I don't need a, I don't need a government tag to operate a motor vehicle. It's, you know, it's written in statute that blah, blah. And, you know, like they have all these wacky arguments that, you know, you're going to see Daryl Brooks. We we have um, some clips of him <laughs> trying the same wacky, you know, stuff. I mean, like all of this has been proven for years and years and years, and everybody else has held to these laws and standards. Like, you're not an exception by any stretch of the imagination. And certainly, as a sovereign citizen, I mean, is it your position that you get to just plow through and kill six people and? Unless your name is Pelosi, you're not immune to the laws of this land. Unless your last name is Clinton, you're or Biden, you're not immune. (laughs) We did. We came up with this new thing. Also, when when somebody when you say, "I really got hammered last night," (laughs) you have to identify whether you mean Nancy or Paul, right? So that may be some gear, some some merch coming, but. Hey, I really got hammered last night, Nancy or Paul. Like yeah. you're gonna have to specify. That's 2022. Right. right. Yeah, I mean, Pelosi's tavern. <laughs> you're getting hammered. I whether you it. like it or not, you're getting hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Pelosi's tavern. Whether yeah. you like it or not, you're getting hammered. You're leaving hammered. Right. <laughs> you're gonna leave hammered. You're gonna leave you're hammered. Gonna get hammered while you're here. <laughs> Or you're going to leave hammered. Or you're going to leave hammered. I also like Casey Anthony's babysitting service. Mm, that's a that's an iffy one. 
that, that, that stretches the bounds. Only if you're pro-life. <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> oh, so, man. All right. So tell me about, um, you know, we, we the Waukesha Christmas Parade. Uh, you're going to deep dive the, the trial for us really quick. Um, we, we covered this. You can go back to our further episode when we first covered this. Um, but this, this happened last Christmas. I, I don't, you know, I think we all remembered it. Uh, but it was one of those cases that was super significant. Um, five people, I, I, was it five Six. people who were killed, right? Six. Six people who were killed. Um, I've got five in my notes. Five people confirmed killed and 48 others injured. Maybe, maybe the sixth one died of COVID. No, um, I, I've got, um, hey, let me, let me just, before you get too deep into this, yeah. I got a bunch of clips saved and I, I but I'm just going to full transparency to the, to the Wolfpack, Wolfpack supremacy. Uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with this, uh, <laughs> with this equipment, this, uh, I guess you guys call it a computer or something, but uh, so just bear with me on some of these clips. Like we might have audio at the beginning. We might not. Uh, I really have a picture of six victims I'm staring at that I would love to put up on the screen right now, but I don't know how to fucking do it. So, um, you, you, what do you got pictures loaded up? No, I, I have one picture, but the rest are the rest. I don't even see that one. picture in here, homie. No, I know. So yeah, you I, go I, to the overlay in brand. It's not in there. And you add it. Yeah. He okay. didn't add it. Um, I was, he didn't, I was, how did you become a senior detective and like, you know, like a lieutenant of sorts? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I can't man. answer that. Like, I, I really God, don't know man. that. Um, oh, hold on a second. How about this? Oh, God. Even a blind squirrel gets a nut every once in a while. No, it's not going to work. It, just the picture's <laughs> not going to work. That's the only thing. That well, doing. we're going to go off of my notes um, because you don't have any evidence to disprove my notes. So five people confirmed killed. 48 others were injured. Five dead were identified as four women and one man. Four of the dead were members of the Milwaukee Dancing Grannies, a dance group composed solely of grandmothers. Come on, man. Not the Dancing Grannies. Hospitals admitted 28 people and nine were in critical condition. 17 children were among the wounded, three of whom remained hospitalized at the Children's Wisconsinian until early December. By November 23rd, two days after the incident, the number of people reported injured had increased to 62. The numbers of fatalities had increased to six after an eight-year-old child died at the hospital. The ages of the dead ranged from eight to 81. Uh, the perpetrator. Rewind just a little bit. How many did you say then? It was six. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So you owe me an Apollo what? Uh, I don't have to retract any of my statements. Um, right. Drew Breezy is a racist, um, and he fully supports sovereign citizens in oh, the Moorish right. community. Right. So yeah, I got it. He's actually Moorish himself. He has a Moorish flag hanging from his home that's located in St. Petersburg at 12th Avenue North. I am the Saint chief of the sovereign police. Two seven six one three nine. Um, Brooks, who is from Detroit, Michigan. I've always said nothing good comes out of Michigan, especially Detroit. Um, I haven't met well, one. Not, thanks for that. I haven't met one person that I like out of Michigan. Yeah, we <laughs> got we got roaches over here. There's a guy <laughs> I went to high school with named Juan Adate. That's that, that's what you kept identifying that city that roach infested. Yeah, Juan Adate, dude. City. Juan Adate. 
Fuck Michigan, man. Somebody told me the other day, somebody I was on a debate online on our social media is about uh, what sucks more, Ohio or Michigan. And the dude said, well, at least Michigan has clean water. I just put hashtag Flint. <laughs> hey, the water's clean. It's the pipes that are bad. <laughs> and also, Michigan is 10 times better than Ohio, like 30 times better than Ohio. You know what? I've never been to Michigan, so I'm going to take your word for it because I don't know how much worse it can get. Northern like Michigan. Ohio. Northern like this, Michigan. This part? Is it, yeah. which is it? Is it a right hand? It's, or a, it's your right hand. Yeah. Yeah. Anything uh, past like the middle section is mm-hmm. great. Yeah. I mean, I thought West Virginia was going to be the shithole. And I mean, I didn't see a lot of pretty women what? in West is that, Virginia. Is that how you uh, measure a state? Yeah, you know, my wife and I, we love to go to Raleigh because we say the people in Raleigh are just more beautiful than the people in Johnson County. Like you forget like what pretty how how poor we are in Johnson County because of what we look. But like when you go into Raleigh, you can tell that it's 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 upper middle class because everybody looks nice. Everybody's in shape. Everybody has clean teeth. You know, you you rate beauty differently um, in the richer neighborhoods. But at least West Virginia has cool terrain to look at. Yeah, Lots yeah, it's mountain. Mountain. that's it's, true. But they have good terrain up in northern Michigan and the UPP. Yeah, but northern UPP. Michigan is is a, its own state anyway. It shouldn't even belong to Michigan. That's true. It sh- should be part of what is it, Wisconsin? Wait, why? Why is it the UPP? Geography I know it's Upper Peninsula. Upper, I said UP, not I meant. I said yeah. my name instead yeah. of. I knew it. it should be called the UPP for me. <laughs> and yet another screw up. <laughs> uh brooks was uh he, he was previously lived in detroit michigan yada 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 um he acted alone he didn't know that there was anybody in the prior like i said we broke this whole case down uh brooks had been arrested three weeks prior to the waukesha attack for hitting his ex-girlfriend and ramming the woman with the same vehicle during a domestic dispute at a gas station in milwaukee here's the thing i have about that is that there's a lot of attempted murder that goes on especially in the inner cities that is completely ignored. If you were to do that shit on the white side of town, you would be charged with attempted murder. However, if you go to the South side of Raleigh, dump gasoline on somebody and then light a match and it burns their feet and their legs to the third degree, you still only do uh, do a year in, in jail for, uh, for aggravated domestic assault. Not like, not like some kind of attempted murder. Um, I don't understand how this asshole doesn't go to prison for hitting his ex-girlfriend with a vehicle. My buddy pit maneuvered somebody and he pit maneuvered them in, in the driver's side door instead of the rear door and they tried to charge him with attempted murder because his cop car struck the driver's side door instead of the back passenger door. Like it's a deadly weapon. Like it's a deadly weapon. But this guy goes to ram his his ex-girlfriend with a, with a vehicle. The man who broke my leg, same incident, I mean, same same kind of scenario, um, but he rams this woman with a car, and he, he's out in a, in a couple of weeks. The charges against him for that case included second degree recklessly endangering the safety with domestic abuse assessments, which was a felony, as well as d- d- disorderly conduct, domestic ab- and domestic abuse, misdemeanor battery, um, and obstructing an officer. He had a one thousand dollar bail for all of that. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> two days, but this was two days before the walk shot attack. He bonded out and released. Uh, he was also arrested five months and five weeks prior to the dispute for domestic violence again while staying in the uh, country Hearth Inn in Union City, Georgia, 
and witness told police that he would confront Brooks after hearing Brooks arguing and beating up his ex-girlfriend on the other side of the wall repeatedly. Now, listen, as another thing that we talk about, this isn't an ex-girlfriend. If you're traveling around the country with the dude, that's your girlfriend. Every time she gets her ass whooped, they break up. Then they get back together. Brooks flashed a firearm in front of her during the argument. After spending the rest of the day behind bars in the East Point Law Enforcement Center, Brooks appeared in the court the following day on May 28th and ended up receiving a signature bond, but never made it to its signature date. So he didn't even have to do a cash bond. July 24th that year, while living in Milwaukee, Brooks was charged with second degree recklessly endangering the safety and committed a felon by uh, possessing a firearm by felon. So an additional felony there after he allegedly shot his nephew and a friend after a fight over a cell phone near North 19th street house in Milwaukee. Less than a year later on February 9th, 2021, he was released on a $500 bond. <laughs> At the time of the attack, Brooks also had an outstanding warrant for a statutory sex crime out of Nevada. Nearly 10 years early in November 2006, he was convicted of a felony of statutory sexual seduction after impregnating a 15-year-old girl. After pleading guilty in March 2007, Brooks was sentenced to 12 months at the Washoe County Jail in Reno until being released in September 2008. He had uh, previous criminal charges in two other Wisconsin cities, uh, Manitowoc and uh, Wisconsin Rapids. I just enjoy listening to you try to pronounce Native American names like Washington <sighs> and Manitowoc and Waukesha. You know, people laugh because I call the indigenous section of, uh, like, I like to shop in the indigenous section, like the Mexican, Asian, Hispanic section of a food line. Indigenous. <laughs> a food I'm line. I'm like, people are like, where do you get that? Uh, where do you get that really good ginger beer? I'm like, oh, you got to go to the indigenous aisle at food line. <laughs> What is the indigenous aisle? Like that's the indigenous people aisle, man. <laughs> right. That's where I shot. It's all the best shits over there. There's Adobe and clay pots in there. Fire. Dude, they've got the best spices over in the fucking indigenous aisle. I don't doubt it. They they have a shaman making them. Um But I mean, anyway. did you did you tally up the amount of felonies this guy has? Violent felonies that in any other case, honestly, I'm gonna say this right now because it's really been weighing heavy on my heart. If this was a white male he would have been in prison for attempted murder. And people say that the, the system always benefits white people. I totally disagree because I see far more inner city black men in particular get away with way more stuff. If there is a man from the inner city that I charge with DUI and he happens to be black, almost a 99% chance he gets off of that DUI without spending any money. If it's a white kid, he will get off if he's rich and his dad lawyers up. But if it's just a middle-class white kid that gets a DUI, no chance that motherfucker's getting off. I, I think that's the main argument with uh, cash bail that um, like some States like California or I don't know if Nevada is part of that, but the cash bail system in New York, I, I think is engaged in this. Um, the cash bail system just basically says if if you are that uh, middle class white kid, you're able to get out of jail and you're able to, you know, get your defense ready and you're able to rest at home comfortably. But if you're not uh, and, you know, you commit 
300 felonies in, in the period of six days. Uh, somehow the cash bail system is unfair to you because you don't have, uh, just because you don't have money, you can't get out of jail. But, you know, what, what always kind of gets glossed over, I think, or missed in a lot of these cases is they committed a crime. Like what, what, so how about you not, how about you not commit the crime? I mean, that's, that's a good start. Like to, if you want to level the playing field, why don't you follow the law? I know it's um, a noble or novel concept. I, I put in my stories, if you're not following me, uh, Drew underscore Breezy, B-R-E-A-S-Y on Instagram, you're not missing a whole lot. But if you are following me, you saw in my stories that I posted uh, just an old favorite of mine. It's It's been a couple of years since this documentary was published. It's called um, What Killed Michael Brown? And I really think... Um, the world needs to watch this. I mean, we've we've all had time to settle and we've all had time to process. And then subsequently we've had Derek Chauvin and we've, you know, but this whole hands up, don't shoot was complete bullshit. I mean, it, it, and it's, they discuss it in the documentary. This isn't a bunch of white people sitting around saying, well, you know, geez, it's just another black person making, you know, like this is unfair and, it's not that at all. It's a guy named Shelby Steele who who was a uh, civil rights activist back in the 60s. He's a black man. And he he assembles a, a, a crew of people who are actually citizens of Ferguson, Missouri. And they talk exactly about what happened. And they they quote directly from the um, from the Department of Justice. Uh, there were two Department of Justice reports on on Mike Brown, by the way. Like one was a criminal uh, investigation which completely cleared Officer Darren Wilson from any wrongdoing, um, and then there was a, a civil rights violations uh, investigation done by the Department of Justice, and um, they found a lot of the practices were um, were slanted towards um, you know the the disparities of black of charge you know citations for black people and 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 all of that, but. In the documentary, they explain a lot of it away. Like, listen, <laughs> you know, you say that there's a disparate amount of people being uh, traffic citations and this and that, but we had the only Walmart within a 25-mile radius. So there was more traffic here, and everybody came to Ferguson. So there were more traffic stops, and, like, none of that was taken into account. Um, I, I think it's a very important documentary for people to watch to kind of get perspective on on the truth of this so-called systemic racism. I mean, he, he, Shelby Steele uh, calls, you know, some of these things he, when, when Benjamin Crump gets on there and starts talking about Bull Connor or, um, you know, when one of these incidents happens, he said there's a, there is a poetic truth, which is the poetic truth is, you know, that, law enforcement is based in slave patrols and it's always suppressed black people. But there's an, there's also an objective truth that says, no, this is a case by case. Like you can't, you can't just excuse criminal behavior because of the color of somebody's skin. You can't say in one breath that the color of somebody's skin is the reason people are dying yet. We're going to excuse their bad behavior as well. So I, I just, I think it's an important documentary. It kind of ties into what you're saying. Um, the system is not as 
racist or the system is not systemically broken as one would think. Uh, everybody you gets know. a trial of, of their peers. And, you know, I, 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 you can always make the argument that there aren't peers that sit on that jury, but there, there are probably more um, not guilties than guilties, I bet. You know, and I, I cross-trained in, in the higher in neighborhoods of Raleigh before I worked in the South End, and, and I got pulled out and had a random questionnaire asked to me. And it was why I wrote so many tickets in the inner city and in the nine weeks that I was in the other side of the city that I didn't write as many tickets. And what was it? The training officers? Was it a difference in training officers? Was it, you know, me being a profiler or racist or anything like that? And I actually kind of chuckled and uh, the person giving the survey wasn't very happy about it. But I, but I said, well, if you go to the beat that I trained in and you run a license plate in front of you, 90% chance it'll have an insurance violation. It'll have an expired registration and it'll have a, a, an inspection violation. Or if you sit at a stop sign, you can watch somebody blow, blatantly blow through stop signs. Or you go to the ABC liquor store. Nobody stops at the, the, the stop sign coming off of the street right next to the liquor store. Everybody just burns through that. And that's a four way intersection. And nobody stops. I can't for the life of me figure it out. And I said, everywhere you go in the inner city is a, tra is a moving traffic violation that that you, you you can't even use discretion because they're one year without insurance, you know, to the part where they have an insurance like fault where you have to collect the tags and, and do all the things. You go to the north side and you can run tags all night and not find a single fucking violation. That's why. Right. I listen. I, when I was Northside, I wanted to write tickets just as bad, you know, not tickets. I mean, there's nothing else to do up there. So, I mean, I drove around and ran every tag. I was trying to find a stolen car, um, but you couldn't find it a violations. And, and so, I, you know, I said, I don't, I, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe tell people in the inner city that if you, if you don't have insurance and you don't have a faulty tag uh, and you haven't had your car inspected, how about not run a fucking stop sign? Because when you run the stop sign, it draws attention to you and I pull you over and I'm going to give you a warning for running a stop sign, but you have like 10 other things. I'm going to give you a ticket for three of those 10 things. But, crazy but even proportionately speaking, like, so you pull somebody over for the violation and they end up with a citation, but how many, first of all, how many stops have you conducted where you haven't given a citation? And then oh, right, secondly, yeah. how many citations have you ignored in lieu of just the one citation you're giving them? Like it's... I do understand that there is a degree of like, look, if, if, if uh, there's a high unemployment in a certain area of a city, that means that they're not sure. generating enough income to pay for the insurance, 100%. which means they get a ticket, which means they get a suspension, which means, you know, like there's a domino effect when it comes to, a no, lot I get it. I but get it. And, 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 and my argument is still that like, if I pull you over in the inner city as a white cop, you were probably 90% likely to not get a ticket. I wrote by far, I, I'd say for every one ticket I wrote, I gave a hundred warnings. And that's not an exaggeration. I probably gave a hundred warnings to every one ticket. However, when I worked on the North side, I would say your chances of getting a ticket were like 90%. Because if I pulled you over, it was like the first thing that I, I needed to look like I was doing something. So I had yeah. to give you a ticket because it's like, Oh, what did you do today, Eric? I wrote one warning. Yeah, it's a measure of productivity because what, what is often glossed over again is that so there's a 3%, we'll, call, we'll say, out there 
uh, 3% that, that are committing crimes or, or driving with bad tags or whatever. Well, don't we owe the 97% of the people that are paying their taxes a degree of safety and compliance? And, you know, they're out there following the law and, and doing what they're supposed to be doing. I mean, they, they need to get their money's worth as well, and they deserve the protection. So if somebody doesn't have an insurance and they run the stop sign of the ABC and they, they run into the church bus, um, well, all those people in the church bus don't they don't have a claim against that person. They, you know, the person doesn't have a pot to piss in any way and they don't right. have an insurance company backing them up to pay them out for their medical costs. And that costs the state more money. I mean, there, there are greater implications when it comes to that. It's not, if, if there is an issue of selective enforcement because of, or bias based profiling because of the color of somebody's skin, then address it. And, and there isn't, I, I don't think that there's a police department in the United States that doesn't either have a policy or have a um, procedure in place to report and to investigate because you're not going to get any federal funds if you don't. Right. Like if you don't if you don't have a process for investigating civil rights violations or whatever, you're not you're probably not going to be eligible for. Grant yeah, I got to get that cool Dodge Charger with the, the low profile. Yeah, right. <laughs> Challenger or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I hated to take us way on this tangent, but it all kind of, it, it all kind of does like this guy is out there and, and just Darrell Brooks was arrested. I, I should have pulled the video. I think he was arrested with the red shirt on. Um, I, I am pretty confident in saying that uh, there may have been some association with the bloods mm-hmm. and, there was even a, a music video that he had done uh, prior to all this. I, I can't remember if they played that in court or not. Um, oh, you can say whatever you want. Just say it. Just say it like it's true. Like, just say he's a blood gang member. Oh, yeah, right. That's what the media we're fucking the does. The we're, we're the first to the microphone. Right. Yeah, first exactly. to the microphone. Just say it, dude. Who cares? There's oh, no man. such thing as fake news. You want to say whatever you want. He was. Uh, what I can say definitively is he was not in the wolf pack. Oh. <laughs> um, so. If you want to get into to Darrell, he should have been in prison. He should he should have been in prison a long time ago. I mean, yeah. hands then, down. I mean, how many how many we just counted how many felonies he had. So the um, so the the the, the greater problem in this whole thing though was the trial. I don't know if any of you, and, and I can't see you. So if you're raising your hand, please put it down. But. Uh, how many of you actually watched this trial? Because it, it was entertaining, frustrating, maddening, comical, um, and mysterious. But you know what? That. It was exactly what every cop goes through when he arrests a sovereign citizen. Yeah. So I'm glad yeah. the world got to see it because I that trial. I've done that trial like eight fucking times. Yeah. Not even a not even a sovereign citizen. This is just like the 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 comedy of a pro you know somebody that wants to represent themselves that's what i'm saying which is all sovereign citizens they will always represent themselves yeah this guy was a pain in the ass he he questioned every listen that's your right it's like in the constitution you know i i always heard a lot of chatter during the trial about how uh the judge was just like uh too lenient or or just giving him too much of a, a wide berth all she's doing is trying to, to protect the process. The guy doesn't know how to be a lawyer, so he has every right to, to defend himself. He fired his, his defense counsel. We'll see a clip in a second. I mean, like, he has every right to do what he did. And in, just because he doesn't understand the law, that's a, that's a two-way pendulum because 
because you don't understand the law, it doesn't mean we're going to stop and teach you. But it also means that because you don't understand the law, it doesn't mean you don't get to represent yourself because he got some, he actually got some stuff right. But what he kept over and over and over, uh, what he kept doing was uh, subject matter jurisdiction. That's a very common thing with uh, sovereign citizens. He used to talk about, so he would say, I, I, your honor, you still haven't addressed subject matter jurisdiction. And what he's doing is making an argument that the court has no jurisdiction to, to even hear the case. So what he would do is he would like wait until the jury was coming in. He'd even be standed and, and he'd be like, this is bullshit. You're not, you're not even addressing the subject matter jurisdiction. So he's raising the argument so the jury specifically can hear him. And it, it really infuriated the judge, but she would just let it go because when you declare this a mistrial, the whole thing starts over again, one. And two, when you don't follow the process, you open the door for an appeal for him down the road. So, I mean, you know, I'll give you a spoiler alert. He was charged uh, with, I think it was 84 counts, but six of them were murder. And he was convicted on all six counts and the rest. So she gave him life in prison, six consecutive terms. And she also gave him uh, every minute that she could for each of the other charges. So uh, justice is justice. I mean, justice was served in my opinion. He's his, his, um, he, he, uh, was definitely competent enough to defend himself. And, uh, therefore he showed an indifference to the victims by making the circus that he made. I mean, it wasn't, he wasn't doing that part intentionally. He was just like, kind of, I guess, just defending himself or whatever, but it made a mockery out of the whole thing. And, and he, he didn't follow the court process and he didn't do all this other stuff. So, you know, sometimes when you play with fire like that, you're going to get burned. And, and he got burned with the right. maximum sentence. If you play with fire, you're going to get burned. And if you sleep on a ghost bed, you're going to get the night, the best night's sleep you ever had. Ghost bed has been a loyal sponsor since day one. And everybody raves about them. Super comfortable mattresses that last forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Just like I'm going to love Drew Breezy forever and ever. Drew. I'm going to love Drew Breezy and forever and ever and ever. Ever. Uh, made in the good old help me out here. USA. 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 Keep singing it. Chant it now, because in a few months, we'll all be speaking Russian. Every match. Oh, some of you are butthurt. Oh, we're not going to be speaking Russia. We haven't won a war in fucking 20 years, guys. There's a chance. There's a chance we'll go 0-3. I hope we're 1-2. Still a chance, so don't get too butthurt about it. Every mattress has a 20-year warranty, and you can try it out for 101 nights. Not 69, not 70, but 101 nights. If you don't like them, you can send them back. No hard feelings. Look, Black Friday is coming, baby. Get your first responder the sleep he needs. This is a gift that keeps on giving. If you buy your loved one a ghost bed, it benefits you as well. If you buy them a ghost bed pillow, it benefits you. Because if they're getting a good night's sleep, they're happier. They're hornier. Everything's better when you get sleep. This is a gift that's almost a selfish gift. You also will probably get to sleep on the ghost bed. And therefore, you're going to get the best night's sleep. This is a no-brainer Christmas present. Surprise your loved ones. Shock the hell out of them. Get them some ghost bed. Ghost bed right now is also offering some bundles so you can get everything you need. You don't even have to really think about it. Just choose from their four mattresses and pick your bundle. Whether you just need a mattress and a frame or you want it all, I want it all. 
I want it all. And I want it now. Like their cooling pillows and sheets, you can get the best bang for your buck. Tell you, I'll be banging like a buck on a ghost bed every night. Right now, GhostBed is offering a flash sale, 40% off. GhostBed bundles, where you get a mattress and adjustable base. If you use the promo code WEALTHPACK. If you have problems with that promo code, by the way, you can still work through the whole process. Just drop us down in the survey, the customer survey. Tell them that the Wolfpack sent you. Either way, you won't get that 40. You won't get that 40 or that 30% off of everything else if you use the promo code. Right now, mattress is $35 a month, zero down, 0% financing. And that's if you have Drew Breezy credit. Uh, Yeah, man, everything you need. Uh, sleep so good, it's scary. All right, let's get into this trial before we hang it up for the afternoon. I want to see the fucking ridiculousness. I want to be wowed, shocked, and all at this fucking moron who is a complete dildo in the courtroom. I have a, I have a great uh, chronology, and I have the clips all in order, but we're not going to have time to get to them. So let me just throw a few up here, and we'll talk about the ridiculousness as it goes. Mm. Can you hear that? He's got no shirt on. He's got no shirt on in the courtroom, folks. He's no, shirtless. He is shirtless. We can't hear anything, by the way. Yeah, I can't hear yeah, it, baby. I know. That's because I'm dumb. Okay. Special. Yeah, well. Is it going to work? No, it's not. Really? No. Uh, in the chats right now, Daniel B says, we need Brittany Griner back. I, I found a comedian the other day that was talking about uh, Brittany Griner, and he was like, I want one motherfucker in here to tell me what team she played for. Right. Everybody started laughing. <laughs> that's, uh, that's where we're at in this country. Um, uh, how is it... Uh, UPP that <laughs> we couldn't get my computer to shut up earlier. I don't know what you're doing, but everything it's you're doing not, is wrong. But I've been on. You've seen everything. Send, I'm doing. Yeah, I've some, you have something here. messed up with your audio settings. Send me the um, video. Oh, uh, I did upload it to the Google's drives. When did you? You should have told me that. I would have downloaded it. Well, it was probably downloading while we were having this discussion, but. Like you could just throw a random clip up and I can riff on what it's why I, I downloaded it. But essentially he decided that he was going to represent himself as a pro per uh, attorney. And the judge made very clear, like, Hey, do you understand what that means? Like, tell me what that means. And she did a really, really, really good job of walking him through a lot of that stuff and walking him through, um, whether he understood or not, he did a lot of word gaming, like not acknowledging that he understood it. So he would set himself up for an appeal and, and, and all that other stuff. But, um, so subject matter jurisdiction was his favorite go-to. He, he, every day would talk about subject matter jurisdiction when people would refer to him as Mr. Brooks or Darrell Brooks, he would raise an objection because I don't go by that name. Yeah, my like, name is BL. You can't, right, you can't charge me as a human. You can, you're charging me as a name, and I don't go by that name. So he tried to disassociate himself with. Which uh, is a very common tactic from sovereign citizens. They will often go they by their name followed by an L. So if you don't say Drew Breezy L, then, then whatever you said is uh, null and void. All right, here we go. 
No, something's wrong with the files that you did. Oh, that's what it is. It's the files. It's the files. Well, I don't understand. That's too bad. What? Tell me about that clip though, with him with his shirt off. What? What was that about? Occasionally during the trial, he would yeah. just didn't have those no, cooling no, no, sheets. No. Didn't have that cooling technology. He said, "Fuck it, let me take my shirt yeah, off." If, if he had a ghost bed in his cell, listen. Occasionally during the, the trial, she would. Uh, uh, the judge would have just had so much, like up to here that she would put him in a courtroom next door and the courtroom next door was um, empty with the absent, a monitor on a table, <laughs> a set of headphones and a microphone. So he could see what's going on and he could see and hear everything that was going on. He would always, he would always act like he couldn't, but he could see it and hear everything that was going on. And they would bring his little boxes in there with them and all that other stuff. But he, he was just so pissed one day um, that he he ripped his shirt off, and <laughs> I wanted to show that clip because you, you could like you could see his breathing, like he's just leaning against the table with his back to the camera in the in the empty courtrooms, you know, save a few bailiffs and IT people, but he's sitting there and he's got his shirt off, but you can see like his he's <laughs> the dude is a psycho. That's basically what I'm saying. I mean, he was. He was insane in the membrane. This dude is a psycho. <laughs> um, she's Greg says he put that dumbass into timeout. She sure did. Listen, I that's another thing. I get upset. I don't. Maybe that's where we're failing in the public school system. But we need to learn how to deal with our anger. Taking your shirt off doesn't do anything. So make you look fucking stupid. If you're about to get in a bar fight and you take your shirt off. You look real dumb. Like nobody's like, whoa, oh, oh, Drew's got his shirt off. He means business. They're like, everybody's gonna be like, why is he fucking taking his shirt off? Why is he taking his shirt off? That's what well, it's silly. It's dumb. It's like somebody had squats your truck. Nobody looks at you and goes, damn, that's cool as hell. He squatted. He didn't live. He lifted the front part of the truck and not the back. That's cool. No, everybody looks at you and goes, look at that fucking dumbass. Look at that dummy. Look at that idiot. I'm going to try this one more time. Okay. Uh, just because, but I'm really, uh, I, don't worry guys. I'm disappointed in me too. Yeah. I, I don't know. You what listen, I can just sit here. And, oh, I heard it. Did you? It's not. Like, I think no. you recorded the audio channels wrong in your screen recording. Cause you can hear it when you play it on your computer, but you can't hear it when you put it in StreamYard. So that's my oh. guess. I think okay. I'm going to start a new thing. It's where I get mad and I want to fight somebody and I just start putting clothes on. Like I start going, taking other people's coats and jackets and I just start layering up. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm layering up. I'm about to beat this dude's ass. I'm about to beat, <laughs> I'm about to beat some ass. Give me some jackets. Give me some coats. <laughs> right. I'm layering it up, dog. Let's yeah. go. I fought this one chick. She took her teeth out before we fought. If she'd have had rip pack. <laughs> you, you have rip, that's an intimidation move, dude. Cause like all I thought was, Oh, did you hear that? Okay. So hold on a second. Let me okay. see if I can do this. I'm, I bet you Bosco Autry's got a squatted truck. I talked to him on the phone the other day. He's from Macon, Georgia. He's all about some Macon, Georgia. He loves himself some Macon, Georgia. Um, cause that's all he has going for him. Really? Um, he also said earlier in the chats that they don't have a food line. No shit. 
because nobody can afford a food line in Macon, Georgia. They had to move out because nobody can afford the food line. I'm just kidding. But okay, bet you Hold Bosco on. has a, a squatter truck. I know he doesn't. He's a huge car nut. Mr. Brooks be removed from the courtroom due to repeated uh, interruptions and disruption Good uh, with the court. What happened to the? Um, you can see that he is. <laughs> <sitting> <laughs> this is a shit show. Camera. He took his shirt off as well. I'm also told that he is threatening to throw and break items. Yeah, and that's just the beginning of it. So, <laughs> wow. All we need yeah. to do is hear it. Okay. Well, no, it, it's it it. it really does have more effect if um yeah but 99.999 percent of our listeners only listen to the show they do not watch it on youtube oh that's a good point we only have a we only have a a couple thousand that that watch it on youtube whereas we have tens and tens of thousands that probably listen to it i'm trying to get it right now (laughs) i'm trying (laughs) yeah (laughs) bosco says he does not have a squatted truck i'll believe it when i see it send me a picture of your car bosco (laughs) my truck squats because when i get in it my fat ass lowers it down so the back end comes up but i'm losing weight so yeah rapidly i can tell Uh, what's uh oh i got it now i think i got it now hold on elijah hold on oh boy well we don't want dead air either no i know i know that will work. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. There you 42 go. a.m. This court ordered Mr. Brooks be removed from the courtroom due to repeated huh. uh, interruptions and disruption uh, with the court. Um, you can see that he is sitting with his back uh, to the court or to the camera. He took his shirt off like as well. Hands. I'm also told that he is threatening to throw and break items. Yeah. And that's just the beginning of it. So that's I love that. The of it. I love uh, that, dude. So there's that. Uh, here, let's find another nice uh, clip about this. He he um, had the ability to uh, question um, the witnesses, which I, I thought was kind of weird. But uh, here's well, it's like you said you heard something. Oh yeah, you heard. I heard the. I heard and saw the impact. Tell us about you that, please. Heard a car hit a, another car or. A, an abutment or a deer or a fucking human being. Did you hear what he said though? He goes, um, car or a, an abutment or a deer. If anybody's ever hit a deer with their car, you <laughs> if anybody's ever um, hit a deer with their car, I watched the body fly up onto the hood and her head snapped back and the body remained on the hood as it passed the side of my vehicle to where I thought I could have just reached out and grabbed her. So this happened that close to you. Yes. You saw all this with your own two eyes? Yes. Did the car continue past you? Yes. Where did it go? The car veered kind of in front of me. I saw brake lights and saw what it what was Jane fall off the hood. He proceeded to, and she was on basically on the on the right side of his vehicle, and he proceeded to run her over with the right front tire, then the right rear tire. And at that point, I was just focused on the body on the ground, but I remember hearing the roar of the engine again. Uh, sick stuff, man. I mean, it, it, and that's one of the other uh, unique things that they had about this trial was that um, they were all a- able to identify him. Like he he ran through that crowd of however many people, and then he started like <laughs> running 
from door to door trying to knock on people's doors, like to hide from the cops, basically. And uh, they introduced a lot of ring camera footage of him. You know, there, there was like no denying it was him. And in fact, there were times when he would have like this taunt or this exchange with um, whoever was on the stand at the time. And, and he would be like, so who was it that you saw driving? And they'd be like, you. <laughs> and he go, but when you say you, like, what do you? And he was like, you, Daryl Brooks, you, the, the guy sitting there at the defense. I mean, it was just so ridiculous. The, the, um, the amount of, it was comedy. Like that part was comedy. It was sad. I mean, um, but again, it was comedy. So what? there's that. What a monster. Yeah. Now what, so he got sentenced to life in prison. A lot of people are like, that's not enough. Right. You know, um, you know, I don't think that they probably have death penalty where they're at though. That's probably. Yeah. I think that's part of the problem. Listen to the closing arguments here. Okay. You have opportunity to just I'm trying to get it anywhere along the way. It's not one of the officers testified to it. I think it was officer Schneider. This was an accident and he mistakenly wandered onto the parade route after passing all this. And he mistakenly wandered onto the parade route at any point. All he had to do was stop. They could have paused the parade. They could have moved the barricades and escorted him up. He didn't. It was intentional. He went on for four blocks. Four blocks. It was intentional. He reached speeds of approximately 30 miles an hour. That's intentional. He plowed through there is in the separate court different people. 68. How can you hit one and keep going? How can you hit two and keep going? How can you hit three and keep going? Didn't phase him a bit. He kept going until he got to the end and there was no more bodies to hit. It's intentional. Again, she's really... So there's another clip that I want to play that shows his demeanor. So let's see if this... Uh, in fact, there was one point when he got so angry. You see, Brooks had called as a witness his ex-girlfriend, Erica Patterson. Now, she had previously testified for the state, and it's alleged that Brooks got into a Just fight with her demeanor. and attacked her right before he drove the car into the parade. Mm -hmm. Brooks, when he had her on the stand, what he wanted to do was introduce these photographs to arguably show <laughs> that she wasn't a credible witness and also a bad mother. So when prosecutor Zach Wichow talked about what would happen if these photos were allowed into evidence, he said that he'd have no choice but to re reveal something very negative about Brooks's past. And again, this was all outside the presence of the jury. And thank goodness, because look how Brooks blew up. Second of all, if we go down that road, we would be forced to counter that claim by pointing out that not. Okay, so this is the clip that I really wanted you to see. And it's just... on the edge of my seat. Yep, you should be. I'm going to have a lot of editing to do on this audio. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. Play the fucking clip. I'm trying. Oh, it's not. It's not. He just bad. removed it completely. No, <laughs> Elijah screwed it up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, while we're waiting, really quick, Bosco Atri said, "Check your Instagram." He said, "I sent you a picture of my truck. I'll post it here for everybody to see. I already put it on the screen." Uh, there's Bosco Autry's truck from Macon, Georgia. Very Macon of him. You can see that it's uh, it's 
Got a little seafoam green, a little, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what you call that. Um, it's got that VS 17 panel color on it. Magenta. Maybe is that what they call that? Yeah, I believe Magenta. so. Yeah. Very, very pretty, uh, squatted, uh, GMC kind of like a Denali type thing with tinted windows. So really cool truck Bosco. Really cool dude. But you listen to, uh, hip hop almond brothers remixes in that thing. Kid rock. <laughs> What's what was that? Uh, Uncle Cracker. Do you listen to Uncle Cracker? <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. I love him, dude. Child in question. He doesn't live with any of the other children that he has. He impregnated Erica Patterson when she was a minor in Nevada. And for yeah. doing so, he was convicted of statutory sexual seduction. Pled guilty in March of 2007 to that felony offense and is a sex offender on the registry as a result. So if there's any causation that would lead to Erica Patterson being a bad mom, Mr. Brooks has a direct role in that causation. And that's the today. I'm not because that's a lie. Let him finish. Let him finish. Since he want to make a record and not be accurate, so let's be accurate on the record since you think he knows so much. Once so again, we can Mr. open the door on how old she told me she was. Interrupting. We can ask that question. He is over the top animated right now. Mr. Brooks, I'm ordering you to sit down. How old she told me she was when we met. That's under Illinois versus great defense. He's being removed from the courtroom. And you know what? Let me dial that back. We're just going to take an early lunch. One hour. We'll be back. And uh, unless he brings that letter, he can show it is inadmissible. It will not be questioned. And under 90611, I will declare the cross-examination closed. Thank you. We're in recess. One hour. Get your facts straight. So, um, train wreck. Yeah, it was. It was a train wreck. It was worse than me trying to put the clips up. But it was It was a long and arduous trial. She held her own. He um, completely uh, made a mockery of the whole thing. There was a point where she literally stopped court and said, if I can find it here, but literally stopped court and said, he is in a, she, she did a lot of reading onto the record. So she had to describe what was happening. And she said that he is currently locked in a stare down with me. He's <laughs> And quite frankly, I'm scared. Oh. So they called, they let the jury go and they called a recess of some sort. And um, boy, I would love to. But see, like, this is the problem with our society, man, is that we allow this shit to happen. And so other people see that and they just escalate it. Right. It's like if your kid does something and you don't discipline them right away, he's going to do it next time. He's going to do it again and he's going to do it. It's going to amplify so if you allow things, if you allow kids to get away with things at the age of three, it's going to be worse at six. It's going to be worse at 10 by 13. You're fucked, man. Whatever that is. Like if, if they start lying at three and you play that off, they're going to be really lying at six. And if you play that off, they're going to be fucking Casey Anthony by their 13. You got to nip small things in the butt. I don't understand why like courtroom decorum. I was held in contempt of court. Luckily they backed off of it because I exited the courtroom before she said the words or while she said the words, if you leave that, if you leave, you'll be held in contempt of court. But I was already out the door. That was my argument. So I didn't hear her give me that warning. But my thing is, is if you watch somebody get held in contempt of court, then, and they go to jail for whatever that sentence is, 30 days or whatever it is, 60 hours. I don't know what it is anymore, but you know, everybody else is going to go, Oh, so if they would have stopped this at the very beginning and said, Hey, when you get out of line, you're held in contempt and you're going to go sit in jail 
for 30 hours and then we'll revisit this. Or they fucking walk up behind him and tase the shit out of him. <laughs> but I get think you that was, <laughs> I really think that that was that was all part like she's got to maintain the decorum and she does not want to give him um the opening to to um appeal so a lot of the time she would put him in that other courtroom and he was trying to get her to say you just held me in contempt and and she kept saying no I'm not holding you in contempt I'm putting you in another courtroom and giving you the provisions to see and hear and everything and, you know, talk to us, but no, I'm not holding you in contempt because the minute she does that, that changes the whole course of the whole thing. Like, uh, so she's know, playing a battle of the minds versus a battle of the wills. I and like she that. won. And, and she, she won. won. She did win. She did win. Well, the, I mean, the people won and, and she was, in my opinion, like a lot of people were like, man, you're, you're being patient, blah, 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 blah. She's got an obligation to be fair and impartial. She right. is the judge. She's not on the prosecution side. She's not on the defensive side, but she she just had to steer the show, so to speak. And um, she did a wonderful job of doing that. But the, the that one clip that I showed, there's some context to it. What he did in true piece of shit fashion, um, he called Erica Patterson to the stand. Erica Patterson was his girlfriend at the time. And that's who he had the domestic with before he jumped in the car and ran all those people down. So it's basically his ex-girlfriend, uh, baby, you know, the, the mother of his child, baby mama, as they say in, in some circles. And um, so he was uh, what the what the district attorney or what the, the prosecutor was trying to say is, look, if he calls Erica Patterson to the stand to talk about what a bad mother she is and all this other stuff, he is going to open the door for us. To, and, and by the way, this was protecting the defendant. He's going to open the door for us to be able to say how they met. And the fact that he met when she was underage, he impregnated her when she was underage. That was the Washoe County incident. And also that uh you know that he doesn't currently live with them and all that other stuff but basically um he just laid on the fact that he was convicted of a statutory rape because of of her and that he was on the sex offender registry so the minute he brought her to the stand he was going to he was going to be able to to tell the entire jury look dude you're a registered sex offender now normally None of that would be relevant. Like it, it, it would be completely irrelevant. And in fact, you could raise an objection to say you're trying to sway the jury to show, you know, to mischaracterize me because me being a sex offender has nothing to do with the fact that I just mowed down 47 people and killed six of them. But when you open the door for certain things like that, that's what that's what you get. And that's all he was trying to explain. And that's when he went on that tirade, tirade about um you know, if you, it, since you think you know so much, why don't you, his, his defense was, uh, which I never want to be in this position where I'm a defendant yelling something similar to, why don't you ask her how old she said she was when we, <laughs> that is probably the worst thing you could possibly say as a defendant. God and that, yeah. like that, that part wasn't even 
you know, he, he wasn't even on trial for that. So we have 121 people right at this current time watching our live YouTubes. Go ahead and hit that like and subscribe button for us. And if you would go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review if you enjoyed the content that Drew Breezy and I brought you from police perspectives. Um, I, I, I'm glad that this is a nail in the coffin for this for this gentleman. He'll be sleeping the rest of his days. Probably going to get his ass beat in jail. Acting the way he acts. I, yeah. I, I don't call it a hunch. Call it a hunch, but I feel like this guy runs his mouth. But you know what? He might be the type that just runs his mouth to women. Um, oh, and oh, he probably fair. just holds pockets in prison. He's probably one of those pocket holding guys. You know what I'm saying? The guy that sags his pants. Do you know that? Sagging your pants is kind of a sign of like, fuck me in the ass in prison. Do you know that? Housing. Why don't we ask John? Why don't we ask Jables about this? Because he's got uh, he's got experience in the in the yeah. correction system. We call him Jay Breezy. Oh, do we? We call him Jay Breezy now. That's his name now. I kind of um, uh, okay. That's fine. Here, it, uh, let me let me offer you proof though of what you're talking about. Where he talks to women a certain way, which okay. I'm sure the jury saw. But okay. he, look how he talks to the cops here. Like you would think that it was the opposite, but it wasn't. Okay, let's see it. Go for it. If I did something, if yeah. I did something wrong, yeah, sorry, they were here, but do you see them here today? They're not here today. Yeah, but, but y'all lied to me, man. You made it seem like they just come for no reason. Well, here's the thing, Darrell. And I'm like, what hey, if I, if it's been today for a minute? I'll I'll give you, I can give you a clean smile. I, I, I apologize. Because you have lied to <laughs> well. Because you came out here in the Red Force game. Okay, that is what you came out here in. You had the key. So what I want to do is try to give us all a chance to reset. You understand what I'm saying? Start over. Because you're not giving us an accurate story. What if it wasn't me driving? What if it wasn't me driving? What if it wasn't you? What if it was my mom's truck? What if it was my mom's Hear me out. What if it was my when mom's was truck? Mm -hmm. What if it wasn't you? What if it wasn't me? Mm -hmm. Who else would it be? That's what I'm. That's what I'm asking. That's what I'm saying. That's not you. That's not you. That's not you. No, I don't. I don't. That's Darrell. That's you. That's you, Darrell. Why you say it like that, man? Because it's you. Um, th there's th there that that's an interview and interrogation technique. By the way, uh, interviews and interrogations are two different things. Interviews are when you're just asking for information it's a conversation with a purpose but an interrogation is more of a directed statement so like an interview would be um do you know who stole the ipad versus an interrogation which is i know you stole the ipad i just want to know why and they did a lot of uh like trying to elicit um uh the motives of 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 why he did you know why he did what he did but you can see he wasn't coming off his story at that point, but you, you can see just from an interviews. And did interview, he ever come off of it? Did he ever say why he did it? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I don't think his mom says because he's bipolar. Oh, I mean, uh, Jacob Nickel, who's a longtime listener, longtime fan. And, and, and also uh, I knew him before I even podcasted because we listened to the Ross Patterson revolution. Jesse Heisman, the patron saint of uh, podcasting. Um, she goes by Jables and she has any massive following. 
uh, Cynthia Ortiz says that she agrees and has a, a, that that Jables is one of her one and only girl crushes. My wife and I have hung out with Jables many many times. We've had wine dinners together. Been to I've, I've been to their house. Uh, I respect Jables, uh, and I would never ever ever use that name. And it's like using the Lord's name in vain. So J JB, you will never be referred to as Jables. You will be either JB, J Breezy, or yeah, that's probably we'll come up it. That's probably it. J Jables, by the way, is not unique to her because Jables is if if you're a tenacious D fan, you know who who Jables is. Well, the the only famous person that goes by Jables is Jesse Wiseman from Russ Patterson Revolution, one of the great pop culture podcasts of all time. So, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, we can agree yeah. to disagree on this. We, yeah, I mean, we'll just win in Rome. Win in Rome. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't uh, have, have uh, UPP, uh, UPP is dealing with uh, two very young podcasters with two totally different equipment. We bought new equipment. We have new cameras. We have new everything. We also gave UPP about, I don't know, what do you say, about two minutes to prepare for today's show. I had to take a <laughs> last minute poopy, um, which kind of really fucked us all over. So um, anything that happened today with UPP was 100% Drew Breezy's fault. Um, and, and just a little bit, it's probably 90% Drew's fault, 10% UPSP's fault. I was perfect as, as always. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 yeah that all yeah, makes yeah. sense. Look at I me. Mean, look at me. I'm Mike I the cop now. I'm <laughs> <the cop>. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, for UPP, Eric Tanzi and true breezy, this has been another wonderful failure to stop breakdown. And I'm going to turn the guns up, giddy up over to Drew. So he could take us out today, Drew. Since I fucking stole your thunder at the beginning of the show. Guns up. Getty up. Wolfpack's a Hammer that like button. Oh. Hammer the like button. Like and subscribe and leave us a review. Follow us on the old Instagrammies, the Facebooks. Do all the things. Share us with your friends. Uh, don't be a sovereign citizen about it. And uh, until next time, guys, as he said, I want pictures. I want pictures of the Wolfpack. I want pictures like this all weekend long. This is all I want to see. This is all I want to see, baby. Hey.